Hello, and welcome to A Day's Journey podcast, where we speak our grief and where we're on our journeys to healing out loud, having those difficult conversations about that taboo topic that everyone shies away from. I am Miyoshi Walker, your host, a grief advocate and a faith walker on assignment to share Jesus, helping individuals as well as myself of overcoming their fear of grieving, speaking their grief, learning how to heal out loud, as well as having faith faith and trust in God on their journey. A Day's Journey podcast will focus on God, grief, and growth. We will speak healing, wellness, and become whole and having faith in God while navigating through grief while we're healing out loud. I answered the call and began sharing my grief stories and experiences of how God helped me begin my healing process. I am super excited about A Day's Journey podcast where we will focus on healing out loud. Hello and welcome to a day's journey podcast. I am excited about today's podcast. I am going to speak briefly and just give a short message of what God has laid upon my heart. And we will have part two of um, Debbie Redman Humphrey that will be coming up um, next week. And so stay tuned to me, mommy and grief, grief 101 part two. So I'm excited to hear the remaining of her story, but God gave me this for today. Um, I, I prayed and asked, what did he want me to speak about on today? And he wanted me to speak about something that I spoke on at the beginning of the year at a vision retreat, which is distraction, state of course, and vision. And so that's what I'm bringing today. And it will be fairly short, not uh, the typical um, length of the podcast, which you usually, unless the spirit move, but however, I'm being obedient. And this is what um, he has given me to say. So therefore, I am going to be obedient and go forth in giving the message. And so with distractions, stay in the course and vision, have you asked yourself if you are distraction? if you are staying the course and if you are keeping the vision. And during that time, um, several weeks later, after giving the message, God continued to reign the word God vision within my spirit of having his vision and not my vision, allowing him to fully lead me, allow me to surrender myself and become vulnerable in order for me to be used fully for his kingdom and for a purpose, for an assignment. And so in the process of whether it's healing or your journey that you're on, you know, distractions can come about, as we all know. And so have you asked yourself if you're living out the dream or vision that God has for your life? Or have you asked, what is God's vision for my life, my marriage, my kids, my education, my career, my finances, my relationship, my faith? Because sometimes we take control and reign of that and then we get discouraged, frustrated or, you know, become bored in that of what we're doing. Or if it's our finances, it, it becomes you know, a little jumbled instead of, you know, having being good stewards over the finances or whether it's your faith and you feel like at the moment that you're lacking of faith or you just at a standstill of, you know, believing and trusting because of the distractions that are pulling you away from that. So we all know that, you know, that God 
he speaks to us and through us through his word. And so um, there is a Bible verse, Proverbs 20 and 4. It says, may he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. And so we know that if we know that when we receive desires upon our hearts, that is God's desire that he's placing upon our heart in which he wants us to do for his purpose. And in Proverbs 19 and 21, it says, many plans are in the man's heart, but the purpose of the Lord will prevail. And so this is my go-to verse when I'm setting a new vision and encourage me to dream big and trust God that he is faithful and to, that he will give me the desire of my heart because it says many plans are in a man's heart, but the purpose of the Lord will prevail. And so to know that no matter what, that the purpose of God uh, will will prevail within us. And so when we become distracted, you know, it gets of gets us off course. And that doesn't mean that it's over, but it gets us off course and prolongs some things that God will have us to do. And one of my favorite scriptures, and I know I've mentioned it before on the podcast, and it speaks of Romans 12 and 12. And this is the NIV version that I always quote. It says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction and faithful in prayer. So that scripture, it just means so much to me because, you know, you can, you can be joyful and hope for the things that you are asking for. And then you can be patient during your affliction because God is doing a new thing and restoring you and refining you and uh, putting you back together the way that he desired to. And when we become faithful in prayer, he will answer those prayers. And so let's talk about those distractions that, that can come about. So let's define distraction. Distraction is a noun and it, it's, it's meaning is a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention. So are you giving full attention to something or someone that doesn't um, should take place or should, doesn't have priority right now that is that is getting you off course from your purpose of the things that God has asked you to do or laid upon your heart or those desires that he laid upon your heart? We must be aware of these distractions because distractions are set to get us off course of our purpose or God purpose for our lives. And distractions are a trap that we get to our minds um, off and the intention of what God has set us to do. So God need us to be present. He need us to be available. He need us to be vulnerable, transparent, and we must surrender ourselves daily, totally to God because the distractions are very um, prominent in our lives with the many things that we have going on. And our assignments are so important for the kingdom of God. And it's imperative that we uh, continue in obedience and commit to those things and because they must take place. But we we all know that distractions is a tactic of the enemy who loves to interfere with the lives of those, those are faith-filled individuals and believers to get us off task because he's attempting to keep us busy and focus on other things because the distractions get us off course and postpone our purpose. Distractions prolong the outcome of what God has purposed us for. And so we we have to be aware of those distractions. And it's several things that can happen if we allow distractions to take center stage or the forefront of our lives because one, things of this world 
um, in terms of our phones or technology, media, social media, those distractions are set on purpose to to get us off task, to um, to inundate us with you know things that's going on of this world instead of those things that we should be focused on and which God has placed upon our heart and that He have um, has given us um, assignments to do, which is our purpose. The second thing is our time. I always say this, that our time, that time is a precious commodity. And once you spend it, you cannot get it back. It's gone. And you cannot ever get that time back. So however you spend your time, we have to be uh, aware of how we spending our time because those things that we do with our time can become distractions. And then before you know it, three months have passed, six months have passed, five years have passed. And before you know it, we have not accomplished anything that we had set out to do or that we felt that we uh, was incapable of doing sometimes that, you know, those things can be become a distraction because we feel like, well, I'm not, or don't have the ability to do it. I know for me in the past that you know, I wasn't assured of, you know, the things that God has given me in terms of the abilities. And so I will postpone those things thinking I need to know, learn more. I need to know more about this thing or this situation. But God has always said that I will provide the people, the resources and the source for you along the way. But I was distracted by what I didn't have, but he had given it to me. And so we have to be cognizant of those things of knowing that if he placed it upon us in our hearts and minds that we can't become distracted on the things that we don't have and then the other thing the third thing is losing yourself losing yourself can look different for everyone meaning not assured of who you are or second guessing your abilities as i just mentioned or mind wondering you thinking of other tasks that um that's currently that need to be done instead of that task at hand because when your mind is distracted you pay attention to those thoughts and then it redirects those thoughts on other things instead of what is important so you know our mind can wonder so we have to be mindful of the mind wandering at the same time and then i am um reminded of the verse luke 10 um, 41, where it says, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary had chosen the good portion, which will not be taken from her. So although Mary had good intentions by serving, she was ultimately distracted, distracted by being busy, doing busy work in the kitchen, preparing and doing all of that instead of sitting at Jesus' feet. But she was being pulled in so many directions that she was so distracted and instead of getting those things that will fulfill her and allow her to be um, pressed forward into the things that God would have her to hear. And so when we're faced with the choice of sitting at Jesus' feet and worshiping him, she chose to worry about the household chores and which could have waited. And just knowing that many of us probably can relate to Martha being busy and, you know, uh, being distracted by those things that are not important in that moment. But Jesus, he lovingly convicted Martha by telling her that her sister had chosen the greatest position in terms of uh, having a close fellowship with him. Her sister decided to sit at his feet instead of being distracted by those things that wasn't important at the time. She decided to worship him by washing his feet. And in saying all this, 
he gently tugged at her heart in a way of just asking her to examine her heart and her motivations of what's important. And don't be, become distracted by those things that's not important at the, at the time. And so what I would like for each of us to do is to set three important things that we would like to accomplish day, daily and make it separate from any other thing that you do and tackle those things daily and make those your first three goals that you would like to accomplish. And then um, also pray and ask God to remove any distractions that you may have that stand in the way and then find your routine that works for you so you won't become distracted of the things that you need to do and how you need to handle it by becoming distracted. And so the next thing is stand the course. So no matter what, we all have a purpose to fulfill. So when things get tough or we are tempted to quit, even in the darkest moments of our lives, right before, you know, it just seemed like it's no way out of no way. The best things come for those who stay the course. And so we we have to know that if we do not give up or we do not faint, that God will provide a way and that he will allow us to stay on the course, even when we feel like waving the white white flag of saying, you know, I give up. I can't take this anymore. But he is there with us every step of the way. And thankfully, you know, he's there and he wants to share it all with us who wants it. And he can supply all of our needs because his supplies never run out. So we have to um, not be too, uh, pr- too proud to accept his help. And that's that's the part where he mentioned that I sh- should share to become vulnerable, to become transparent, to surrender to him because he desired to help us. And God's goal for us, you and I, is not just to survive, but to thrive with the Holy Spirit and for us to stay the course and for us to be able to trust in him in all things, no matter what we experience and no matter what we go through. Because at the end of the day, no matter what, we have to know that if we stay the course, all things are possible with him. No matter what, we if we stay the course, that those things that are waiting for us, those blessings, the outcome, the 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 purpose in which he has set for us will continue to trust God and while you're on the course to to remain on the course that God has set you upon. And so all things are possible with him. And we have to know that we can trust in him and lean and depend on him because we know that again, that favorite verse that we all love to say, Proverbs 35 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And so staying the course, you know, um, it can be difficult and it can be hard and those distractions can come. But however, God's supplies will never run out when it seems like you you can't make it through, when it seems like you don't know which direction to go, but remain on the course that God has set you upon and the vision that he has given you, God's vision, not your own vision. Because when we get tired on the course, that's when we, we are trying to do it in our own power. We're trying to do it our way instead of God's way with his vision. And he has a vision for us and a purpose already outlined for us. But sometimes we take reign and we take control and take over to where we can't um, stay the course fully and we become distracted and we become weary and we become frustrated and we become you know, all these things instead of allowing God's vision to take place because we try to take 
control. So remember, we have to stay the course no matter what um, and don't allow distractions to take place. And so last before least, the last thing was vision. So before setting your vision and goals and before, you know, having um, your own vision, ask God what is his vision for your life. Ask God what is his vision for you in that season. Ask God what is his vision for your finances, for your family, for your marriage, for yourself, for whatever it is that you are involved in or desire to do because you don't want to get off course by doing it your way and then you start something and then stop. So before you start planning and setting goals, remember to consult with God because by doing this, you can begin reading his word and going to in, into prayer and asking him, what is your vision for me, God? What is the purpose? What is it that you have for me to do and allow me not to have my own vision and the things that that I desire to do, but your desires. And so as you look through scriptures, you realize that God already knows what's best for you. He's allowed allow him to guide your heart and your thoughts so that it will align with his will so that you can have his vision instead of your own vision. And remember the scripture, Proverbs 19 and 21 says, you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose is the one that will prevail. So we can make all the plans and have a vision that we want, but the Lord's purpose is the one that will prevail because we were all created for a purpose. And so with that, you have to know to go to God and ask him, what is his vision for your life? in the moment, even in the moment of despair, because our lives shift and change. We pivot and make different different changes and different decisions in terms of what is laid upon our heart. And those things at times are those things that you have been in prayer asking God to, to shift and change things that he will do it. But sometimes we become frustrated because we feel like, well, I'm, I'm complacent. And I, I'm I'm comfortable where I am, but God want to catapult us in a in a higher, different position or in a, on a different level. But we kick and scream, and we feel like we're not qualified. And however, God qualifies those who He wants to be qualified. It doesn't matter of you know your um, black background or those things because God choose um who He's going to use. So remember. Ask God, what is his vision? God, what is your vision that you have for me, your purpose, your goals that you have for me? And and show me how to do it instead of, you know, taking full control of that. Because God desires for us to come to him and ask and seek him for those things. And when we do that, life is a, a lot easier. And so... I just want to leave you with this last thing of remembering who you are. Remember that you are worthy, you are enough, and you are heirs in the world priesthood. So it's nothing that's too hard for him when you become distracted or get off course. You can ask him, God, show me how to get back on track. Show me what you have for me to do. Allow me to get back on course. Show me your vision that you have for me because I can't do it my way anymore. And so God will definitely do that because you are made through him and you are heirs of a royal priesthood that he has something set for you. He has something in place waiting for you, purpose that is waiting for you. 
And so you can ask them. So no matter what, even if you get fearful, and I know many of us have probably talked ourselves out of doing something out of fear, but God has, you know, a word for that. And just go to his word and pray. Even when times are difficult or hard times arise, just know that, you know, you can go to God in his word and in prayer and ask him to show you because in the pursuit of your happiness, it begins with one small step towards your dream, towards your vision. And that step is believing in faith and to choose to have God's vision, his vision, not your own vision. And so even when you're afraid, according to Psalms, it says, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you and God, whose word I praise and God, I trust. I shall not be afraid with flesh do to me. So the good news here is that we secure in our faith that there's nothing that the world can throw up, throw at us that we cannot handle because we have God that we can put our trust in and that when we are afraid that he is with us and he will see us through, he can see us through our distractions. He can see us through our um, stand the course. He can see us of having his vision for our lives. And so I hope that you are encouraged today in some type of way, whether you experience difficulties, whether you're going through grief or having um, difficulties, making a decision of making that pivot in your life of, you know, starting something new or becoming something else or writing that book or, you know, starting the course of the business or whatever it is that God has given you the vision and the desire to do upon your heart. Because if we stay complacent and in that place of sorrow or grief or um, difficult moments, that can prolong the process. So all we have to do is just ask God to help us, to see us through, to begin the healing, to shape us in what he wants us to be, to mold us, to put us back together again, how he desires us to be to wash us clean as snow, to allow us to have his heart and his spirit and his mind, to have spiritual discernment, to allow us to fully trust in him so that we cannot become distracted of the things of this world, but those things that are important that he have assigned each of us to do. So I hope that you are encouraged today and that you um, will apply these things and ask God, what is his vision for your life? Many blessings to you. Have a great week. On today, I want to offer if you are not saved and you desire to become saved and accept Jesus Christ into your life. Read the scripture, Romans 10, 9 through 10. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and you are saved. Romans 10, 9 through 10. May God have a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. And if you are looking for a church home, I pray that you pray um, to God to lead and guide you um, to a church home so that you can, you know, um, get um, the teaching um, become baptized, 
um, tell someone else about your new faith in Christ and spend time with God each word in prayer and reading his Bible and seek out other followers of, of Jesus in order to um, help you on your walk of being newly saved. Many blessings to you. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Day's Journey Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, download, and leave a review on A Day's Journey Apple Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Rate the show. Be sure to share on your social media pages. Tag or mention me to let me know what you think about the show. For additional information, you can find A Day's Journey community on Facebook at A Day's Journey Podcast or by email Podcast at gmail.com. Please like our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram. Have a great rest of your week. Many blessings.